lucky or smart, Brian had the smartest thing. I, I, I should have done it. Listen, we all know how much I'm willing to listen to myself. <laughs> it's not. Slim to none. I, I will say whatever. At least I changed my mind before I set my lineup. I'll say all kinds of things. <laughs> Alright, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesco. Gentlemen. Come on, you guys! And it begins. <laughs> I couldn't wait. And it begins. Good you know, morning. my wife my wife listened to this show for the first time in several weeks this past <laughs> weekend, and when you did that on our last episode, she said what was that? Yeah. What is he saying? What was that spaz out? Is that, yeah, exactly. Like, sure. is that supposed to, is that like, is he in trouble? Is that know. intentional? Right, Let's right. go ask my children who were sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were sleeping. <laughs> Not anymore. Sorry about that. Okay. It's all Girls. good. We're, we're just here to review game week nine. The yeah. Premier League was back after an international break. We're back after yes. an international break. We had some computer difficulties. Hopefully you were able to uh, endure the wait between side A and side B. It is like there's a new computer getting a brand new hard drive. Nothing like it. Quadrupling, quarter poundering the amount of RAM. <laughs> uh, it literally is like buying a new computer. I'm very thankful. I have a very excellent, I don't think he listens to this podcast, computer guy. He's mm. fantastic. So bottom line is everything seems to be, knock on wood, running smoothly. Excellent. Well, we're here to review game week nine through the lens of the Fantasy Premier League and the fun that that has for us. Not so much fun for me this past week, but it's not about me. It's about Fantasy Premier League in general, and it's about you, dear listeners. It's about you. So we're going to go through all the matches. It's about Arsenal. We'll start start with where the weekend started. Yeah. That Chelsea-Manchester United ho-hum match to begin the week. Oh, man, what a a wham-dinger. We'll carry it all the way through to Arsenal. Weeks in a row, Brian. We'll carry it all the way through to Arsenal, showing us that if better-than-sex football existed... That's what it would look like. Oh, man. Sexy sexy football. Absolutely. Are you guys ready to do this? Let's, let's do it. Yeah, let's get on to the matches. Quick. All right, here we go. Chelsea 2, Manchester United 2. Antonio Rudiger and Ross Barkley scored the goals for the Blues, much to everyone's dismay. Anthony Martial with two of his own. Have a game, Rudiger. Go on and get I'll some. Say. Do you know... Antonio Rudiger is tied for second in shots for with all for all defenders. Michael Keane, he and Michael Keane have fourteen shots. Really? Mm-hmm. Come He's on. He's tied for third with Keane, five of those shots on target. You know, Rudiger is I think fifth overall in defender scoring. <sighs> yeah, that's probably no, 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 that no, sounds no, no, about no. right. He's been very good. No, no, scratch that. He is not fifth. He is not fifth. He's he fourth. Is eighth. Oh. That's I mean for his price, you could do worse. Six two six eleven in his last four. But a lot of people listening have Marcus Alonso still, right? Yep. And Alonso only scored one here because of the two goals. Rudiger yeah. obviously contributed to the scoring, which is why he scored eleven. I don't know that I'm ready to go from Alonso to Rudiger. Well, I mean, I'm not. Look, but I'm. Look, this is exact. This is why I asked. I feel like this is not not because I was. I have like the ability to see the future and could see that Rudiger was going to do this last <laughs> week, but. Did I you? mean, this is just so. This there's just so many weeks. I mean, once you get to that, I think the three week threshold of no returns. You know, a player that was a hot commodity. Yeah. Once you hit week three, it's, it's where time. they don't get something, it's and that's that's where you start. That's where you start asking yourself, okay, is this still essential for me? Yeah. So we're past that point by a couple weeks now with for Marcus, who with Marcus with Alonso. Well, so here's the thing, right? Everyone picked him up and is willing to spend that money because he was getting offensive returns. He, you've still been getting clean sheet returns from him, right? I don't, and I wasn't. And, I, I don't think anyone like this week. I mean, even even whether they're playing at home against, no matter what turmoil United is in, I don't think you're picking Marcus Alonso for your starting lineup this week, thinking he's going to clean sheet Manchester United. I don't. I don't think there. I don't think that expectation existed going into this match. It's just. I still think you you you're hoping for more, and and you're not getting it. You're hoping for more. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna stick with Alonzo though. I I literally was was 
debating this this past weekend because you look at Rudiger and you're like, I mean, I could save a whole pound dropping down to Rudiger for the most part at a 5.9 from Alonzo at a 7.0. And I don't know. It just, at some point, I'm probably going to stick with him because I know the past. I know that he'll eventually get back into the mix. It's very likely you'll have three. I mean, I say likely. There's a good possibility that you'll see three clean sheets in the next three matches. I at agree. Burnley, Crystal Palace, Everton. You know, Crystal Palace and it, it, honestly, Crystal Palace isn't very good. Maybe because they're away from home, they might score on Chelsea. Everton at Chelsea, you don't really expect too much. Although maybe they get a goal there, but honestly, you like your chances of who you have just just on clean sheet returns. Why? 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 Waste the transfer now. I agree 100%. Look, four out of the next five, the only one you're not crazy about, and and look, let's be honest, Spurs haven't exactly been an offensive juggernaut recently, is Spurs. They're at Spurs on November 24th. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's so far away. I agree. A million things could happen Mm -hmm. in between now and then. So I I would, look, if you have a Chelsea defender, I'm an Alonzo owner, and I'm not getting rid of him yet. Uh, I'm a little disappointed, but look, he's still the top scoring defender, and he's a, he's a good own. But look, Rudiger, sure. If you don't own any Chelsea defenders and you want to get a part of the Chelsea defense, Rudiger's fine. But if you really want to get a part of the Chelsea defense, then then go with David Luiz at a five point five. He's been he's getting a part of every clean sheet. He's been start he started every single game this season, every minute of the season. He's never come out. And so I, I just like he, David Luiz is is at a five point five with an ownership of four point five percent. Not bad. So yeah. Brian, we're always looking for differentials, yeah, that's right? right? And and like Scott just mentioned, and we just mentioned for the next four to five weeks, Chelsea's probably well, going to get a clean sheet next four to five weeks. Well, I mean, look, I mean that's Rudiger's going to be the big differential, but not for long. I mean, a performance like this. This is exactly when a guy like that. But look, where the price where the price jumps. You're you're not expecting scoring returns from him. No, but I think that's why I think that the the shot stats are significant for him. I mean, this is this. It's Michael Keane has 14 shots. Right. And FPL this week plugged him because he's one of the most prolific, or was entering this past week, one of the most prolific of any defender on set pieces. And so I think that's what, I mean, when you look at Rudiger and you just say, oh, he, you know, he's right up there with the most in the Premier League of anyone. You know, I just think that that kind of changes and, you know, should shift a little bit in the way you, the way you look at a player like that in his performance. Yeah. I think it's just a lot of those run set pieces, right? He's just finding ways on set pieces to get open. Same thing with Keane. They're tall, probably good timing. Uh, Rudiger did a great job running off of a David Louise. This is not a basketball podcast screen or pick, <laughs> where you mm. you actually stand in front of a someone. Those who aren't familiar with that, you stand in front of someone so so that the person that you're the the other guy is guarding can't run around you. Well, it uh, seemed, and then it, and, and then David Louise was also talking to Pogba. I was going to say it distracted I know, him slightly. I know. Well, I was going to say little gamesmanship. We didn't talk about this mere minutes ago. But uh, Paul Pogba and uh, and Lindelof were obviously. I, I think Pogba thought they were going to switch. Yes, that's I what, agree. I mean, that seemed like that was. I mean, the way Pogba reacted, like he you was take, scrambling. You take the nearest guy. He was scrambling to recover on that on that header, and when he when it went in, I mean, he he, he obviously he flipped. It was, yeah. yeah. So we'll get to Pogba, but bottom line is with with Rudiger. And then, like Alonzo, like in other words, I, I think the big question here is with Chelsea having a fantastic schedule coming up with four out of five games uh, against teams you would consider, you know, decent matchups, clean sheet worthy, probably Scott. They play Spurs in the next four out of five. So I yeah, just, but that's down the road. You got to like their next three matchups yeah. if you already own a Chelsea agree. defender. I agree completely. So I currently own Alonzo. Feel really good about it. Um, Look, I haven't got returns, offensive returns in five weeks. Yeah. But clean sheet returns going forward, I'm going to stick with that. I've made a little money with him. I'm not willing to sell yet. I think he's still got a chance for value to go up. The second he does anything well, and offensive returns are probably coming soon, I'd like to think, then you know, then his price will go up more. If you don't have any issues with your money and you want to purchase a or transfer in a Chelsea defender, Brian, which one are you going to now? If I didn't have one currently, 
money, no object, I would still take Marcus Alonso. Dave, what do you say? I would uh, probably go with the cheaper option until Alonso starts showing a little bit of offensive form and just go with the cheaper clean sheet area and go with David Luiz at a 5.5. Call me conservative, but Alonso is the higher ceiling. You're probably going to be happier over the course of the year if you hold on to him as opposed to a Rudiger or a Luiz. Why why go for just defense when you can get defense and maybe the chance for offense? Well, no, no, no. Listen, I'm I, again, if I cared about it that much, I'd make a change. But uh, you're right. The offensive returns are very tasty. It's just a lot more money. It's literally a, a pound and a half more. Yeah. And so hoping for the – Alonzo will be worth it once he gives you some offensive return, but it hasn't happened in five weeks. All right, so so what are we to make of Eden Hazard? Uh, Mourinho seemed to shackle him one more time. Which is the exact reason why I did not captain him this I agree. Week. I did not either. And here, lo and behold, one point scored. It's always good when you're right. We easily <laughs> could have been wrong. Except you wanted to captain him more than anyone. I did. I was screaming Captain Hazard at the end of last week's show. And it was a good move not to. But you said last week on our pod, you said, don't listen to me during the pod. Yeah. Wait wait for <laughs> wait for the picture on our Instagram feed of what my lineup actually there looks like. There you go. Like. Yeah, Fair there's enough. no doubt. Because there's a lot that happens in between most importantly, that I listen to you guys instead of worrying <laughs> about on. what I'm going to say next. Oh. Come on, champ. But let's talk about Eden Hazard. Yeah. One point here, and uh, Brian, you're well, telling us off air that there's some injury concern? Well, yeah, so it was spotted actually by uh, Jake Heisman, who is the one of the social media guys from The Sun. He said he thought it looked like Hazard was carrying an injury by the way he was walking pre-match, the way in warm-ups, the way he was holding his back. Sure enough, confirmed uh, Confirmed by the end of the day yesterday, uh, the Mirror, among other places, now calling him uh, a doubt for their Europa League match midweek and a doubt for the match versus Burnley on Sunday. Maybe the extra day helps him. I don't know how many minutes he was going to play midweek anyway. He hasn't been playing that much. Uh, he hasn't been playing that much in Europa League matches anyhow, so... Again, that's one of the reasons why I feel like he's been such a solid choice all season. But um, no, I mean, it's definitely worth keeping an eye on. I mean, you're not selling him. So, you know, I think at this point, you're just hoping that the, you know, that the rest and whatever treatment he gets, that the horse tranquilizers do their, uh, that they do their due diligence and that his back gets better by Sunday. He's so significantly ahead of the next midfielder. He has scored 16. Forgive me. He scored 24 more points than the next closest midfielder. The the point difference between 2 and 3 and 3 and 4 and 4 and 5 are all like 2, 1, 3, and 4 points. Like everyone else is really close together. And then there's Hazard. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he was, it's not like he was bad in this match. I mean, it's, I mean, he had, he had plenty of chances. He was really good in distribution again, and I'm sure that it had a little bit more to do. I mean, just for somebody who is carrying an injury, I, from the way the way the, re, the reports of it are, is that he was not feeling great. It looked like he was, you know, the the injury was affecting him in warmups, but he played all 90 minutes. So obviously, it wasn't something that I mean he was able to play through it. It was waking up the next day that he had uh, tightness and had a loss of mobility uh, that was significant enough that they say, you know, doubtful for even the possibility of doubtful for Sunday. Officially. Officially. The Premier League fantasy site does not have a triangle by his name. Well, they... Not that that means anything, because those of you who were looking at the 75% triangle that you thought Mane was going to play this weekend... Or Ryan Fraser had this Or Ryan Fraser. That's right. You'd be sorely mistaken. So... It's best to listen to us and Ben Dinnery probably <laughs> yeah. for your injury needs. Yeah, and I mean that, that for something like this, I mean, I, I mean, I, I would say if Thursday, if he didn't play, that's what I'm saying. If he didn't play in the Europa League match, that's there's no surprise to that. I mean, that so what if right. he does that? I agree. That means that's that's what their depth is. It's for. almost predictable at this point. It's not like they don't have players to cover him midweek, even if he's out. I mean, see sure. Willian and his performance, Pedro. Even. Sure. In this in this match, so no, I'm not. You know, I, I I wouldn't expect to see anything from him. You know, that was definitive about whether or not he's playing, or if you're gonna you know see right. the Premier League say anything about it until at least midweek. Last word on Chelsea, and I just want a word or a phrase. 
Ross Barkley with a 13 and a 6 after almost nothing before that. Are you chasing after points or is he a legitimate option? No, I can't imagine he's a legitimate option. No, I I mean, he's still subbed on here. I mean, it's still Kovacic first and then Ross Barkley. So the fact that he the fact that he poaches a goal at the at the death at the death the death death congrats i mean great goal I mean, what a moment in your chelsea career but no i i'm not chasing him okay i'm sure plenty of people will though looking at manchester united the only significant returns coming from anthony martial we've talked a lot about united and their lack of form at this point there's nobody who is even in form martial has a 13 and a 15 but he only has four points all year other than those two yeah. matches. Now, they come on either side of the international break. Is there anything here about Anthony Martial we should talk about? Yeah, we should say congrats, Tony. Your brace <laughs> makes you the number one most transferred in player in all mm. of Fantasy Premier League. So let's let's say this. This is, I think, important. Scott, you, you're right that he only has four-plus points or whatnot up to this point in the year. But he started finally the last three games. Mm-hmm. He hadn't started any games, I don't think, up to that point this year. And in those games, he has two 13 and a 15 with six bonus points in the 13 and the 15. So two out of his three games, he's getting all three bonus points on his starts. I don't know what to make of it. But look, he's a 22-year-old guy. It's not like he's some aging guy. He's been around for a few years. And I think we, can't, we tend to forget that. He's only 22. Like he's still growing as a human, as a football <laughs> player, as a dad, right? Like like he's got a lot of stuff going on in his life. I'm just saying, look, this could be something that could be something to keep my eye on. He's a 7.2 pound player. So I I feel like You bringing he, him in? You hoping for that value? I'm keeping my eye on it that Well, he's but, definitely going to go up in price. I mean, that's for sure. He probably will that this week, I mean, that's the thing. It you know, for he, a guy that's only owned one point seven percent to be bought almost now, almost a hundred thousand times, and he's over seventy thousand transfers in for the week. I mean, he should be going up at least once before the game week starts. Think about this: When does Mourinho bench a player who's red hot? He doesn't. He doesn't. Right? He rides them. He rides them until they until they they cool off. Yeah. So I think for sure he's a he's a definite start. Look, we're a quarter of the way through the season. We're a quarter, not exactly, but you know, yeah. nine game weeks, match weeks, yep. however you want to look at, look at it, is a quarter of thirty six. We got thirty eight match weeks, so whatever. There's not an exact quarter. Thank, thank you for doing the math. Yeah, thank so you. your math is very simple close. math. Yeah, I'm very good at simple math. Uh-huh. I don't know. Before you got sixteen and twenty four mixed up in your math. Whatever, it's fine. It's whatever, whatever, Weeby. Yeah. All right. Bottom line is, hey, we're a quarter of the way through the season. Roughly, we're start. Oh, here we go. We are we're starting to learn something. I I just wonder, Martial, yeah, might be an option at seven point two going forward. Sure, you don't expect a thirteen and a fifteen. Would you transfer Lucas Mora out for Anthony Martial? Oh uh, yes. I, w- I would think about yes. doing that. Uh, just because would you transfer Matt yeah. Frazier out for Anthony Martial? Ryan Frazier. Matt <laughs> Frazier. Who's, who's Ryan Frazier? <laughs> he's you know, he's he's Stephen Ward's friend. Yes. Stephen Scott Ward, Bill Bill Ward, <laughs> that guy. Fine, Ryan Frazier. Sorry, would you transfer Frazier out for Frazier seems to Marshall. be a little chilly. No, I wouldn't do that. I probably wouldn't do that with Frazier. I wouldn't want to spend the money to go up to Marshall. Here's why. So, yes, three straight starts. But, I mean, first of all, I don't know if his first goal that he scored here happens again like that. Ever it, it bounced to him, and then after Marcus Alonso nicely. laid on the ground for four minutes, I mean it, it was obvious. Like g- good on United. I know it's up to the. I know it's up to the referee to stop play. You can't I, take that away from Martial. I get that, but still, like that's on Alonso. Obviously, do you, do you kick the ball out. Obviously, no. Brian, no. would you kick the ball out? No. If would it you was, want if your I was club? Manche- no, if I was Manchester United and the and the officials not blowing a whistle, no, I'm going to keep playing on. All right. Well, I mean, then that, that's full exactly credit it. to United and Martial. If anything, it's sure. on Alonso for laying his lazy. <laughs> I know. And that's what. And then so, the second the goal goes in, he stands up. Yeah. So right? like, and everyone, of course, that's like, exactly like, right. Either commit, Selfish. commit, commit to the to the injury. <laughs> he did. make make the he, make the training staff come out to see you. Make like 
if you're going to do it and the goal just scored, at least commit to it. It's true. Right. I'm just saying, like, it required not only Marcus Alonso laying on the ground, but it required a good bounce. So, and goal two, I don't know that his touch to set up goal two was intentional. So we've seen this before. Luke Shaw, I mean, maybe it's a United thing. Luke Shaw had the same kind of thing. <laughs> the unintentional, yeah. intentional good touch. Yeah. So... I, I get it. Goals score the same, but here's the other thing. So last season, he didn't play consecutive 90 minutes last season once. In fact, this, this three-match stretch of 70 minutes, 90 minutes, and 83 minutes, that's the most minutes he's played in three consecutive matches for Manchester United since April 2017. So That's 18 months. It's been a while. That's Dave Look at math. That right? math. That's, that's Dave very math. good math comparative to yeah. rough, <laughs> roughly uh, rough math over here. So, look, yes, he's in great form, and we know how good Martial can be. Martial's been like this before. He has those. He has that Leroy Sané type burst, burst explosion of, yeah, sure. capability. And so, the other thing too, though, I mean, this is Jesse Lingard's groin injury. So Lingard being out is what brought Martial in, and so he is he is behind Lingard on in the in the Lingard United is Peking obviously order. Mourinho's guy. Yes. Martial has been not Mourinho's that is guy. Correct, yes. one of the doghouse guys. So Lingard's been out since West Ham with the groin injury. He was gym training this week. There was speculation he could return against Chelsea, but there still is no real clarity as to return timeline. So. All right, Enjoy Dave. Martial while you can. If you're transferring yeah. him in, I mean, you have as long as as Jesse Lingard's groin holds out, and and maybe <laughs> he, I mean, maybe they figure out a way. Maybe they rotate him in and out of there. I just feel like there's too many guys that can play up front generally for Manchester United. That Lukaku's the only guy who's always going to be there, right? But Mata, Rashford, Martial, Lingard, uh, Sanchez. I mean. You just have so many players that can be up there. And so, I mean, yeah, it's a risky transfer, but maybe not in the next few weeks. Sorry, uh, Dave. Sorry. Brian's argument wins out, and uh, the Frazier yeah. twins are staying in my lineup over Martial. <laughs> Listen, uh, the Frazier hey, twins, that's last season, like if you did buy Martial, and assuming Lingard doesn't play this week, your positive is that he scored twice against Everton last season, and that's who they play. You know, they play... United plays home to Everton next. So, you know, wouldn't be surprised to see Martial continue this run of form considering uh, he did it at home and away against them last season. Are we going to say anything about the touchline dust-up after or at the end of this match between Mourinho and Marco Dave, Iani? Dave can, have a, Dave can have a Mourinho moment. Scott and Brian, I absolutely... Uh, there are times in life where sometimes... Sometimes it's myself. Sometimes I feel like I need to do it to others. But sometimes everyone and or someone needs a punch in the face. Mm -hmm. Just to kind of wake you up. This is not a basketball podcast. Yeah. This past two nights ago, there was a dust-up yeah. in an NBA game. That's right. Where Chris Paul got uh, stuck his finger in someone in uh, Rajan Rondo's yeah. eye. Mm -hmm. And he got punched. Chris Paul got punched in the face. Deservedly so. I couldn't champion that more he deserved <laughs> he deserved exactly what he got all right the chelsea attendant that marco came out iani marco iani who was beyond you know excited about what just happened with his 96 team, minute goal he gave a a low fist pump that no one really noticed as he ran out of the tunnel but direct completely directed at the united bench then as he turns around and and it was celebrating more as he turns around and he walks back to the the tunnel where he was standing. He turns and says something to the bench. We don't know what it is. It caught. It was so much so that Mourinho hopped up. Yeah. And whether or not he was actually going to do something, we'll never know because he was stopped. But bottom line is, he ch kind of chased after him. Uh, this is Jose Mourinho you're talking about. At he, long time he went just far enough to make it look like he was going to do something, sure. and but to make it a big deal about but, Marco Iani. That's, that's okay. all he did. But but look, bottom line is, it was a d move yeah. what Marco did. That is undeniable. 
And so moving on from there, bottom line is after the match, and, and I commend Mourinho. Look, Mourinho does at times seem to be very transparent for all the crap that we give him and other people give him at times. And, the, and the after the game interview, uh, he's asked about it, and he does not pour gasoline into the fire. He says, hey, uh, Mauricio asked me to come into his office, and uh, Marco was in there. He apologized to me. I told him that, look, I no problem. There's been times in my life where I've done things I've regretted. I completely accept your apology. Very cool. And it was over. And the, and then so the, but so he he gave that to the the reporter. Then the reporter tries to bait him with another question. And he goes, "No, it's over with. It's done. Nice. Like it, yeah. it's over with." And, and to his credit, he he brushed it aside and said, "Hey, look, I've made mistakes. He made mistake." It's, it's over with. All right. Well, it's not quite done because uh, it's time to hear from this week's podcast sponsor. Oh, cool. Wow. Hi, I'm Mark Oiani, technical assistant for Chelsea Football Club. That's wow. impossible. I've had a bad week. <laughs> but it makes me feel better that I get to be the spokesperson for a company that has had an even worse week than me. NatWest Bank. NatWest is a great bank, and its people are great, too. Sure, it wasn't very smart of them to play hide-and-seek inside the bank as a, quote, team-building exercise, since it made someone believe that the bank was being robbed. They wasted public safety resources when the police were called to the scene. But hey, I have no doubt that the employees came together as a result of this incident, which is what it was designed to do. Learn more about NatWest's easy-to-use app, joint account options, and products that include no monthly fee. They also have a 24-7 digital assistant named Cora who can answer all of your questions. Plus, if you switch now to NatWest, they'll give you 125 pounds. Terms and conditions apply. To learn more about NatWest Bank, visit natwest.com. Anyone can recover from a bad week. Take it from me, Marco Iani. Once again, that's natwest.com. <laughs> that's fantastic. Wow. What a great that get. What a great get. What a great spot. That is fantastic. Amazing. Manchester City, five. Burnley, nil. Five city goals, five city goal scores. Before you look at your city notes, boys, before you look at your city notes, it's time for a city scoring quiz. You ready? Surprise! Okay. City scoring quiz. It's a one-question quiz. Are you ready? Yes. Who scored the most points this past game week on Manchester City's squad? I know this because I saw it on in in a league score that was our league high. It has to be the it has to be the high. Fernand, my guess is Fernandinho. Right. Mares. Dave wins. It is Fernandinho. Fourteen points for Fernandinho. I, just, I wanted to intentionally be. I wrong. didn't see I know. any Mares, other score. Mares and Mendy also scoring ten this week. I. I I'm starting to doubt everything we do. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not. I am not doubting. When I saw Kyle Walker and Raheem Sterling not in the lineup, no. guess what I thought to no, myself? Surprise! This justifies everything I've been saying about avoiding City. Hold on. Hold. You cannot go near them with any confidence from week to week. What I was about to reference was something completely different. I, I want to we'll, reference this a little bit we'll more. To that Walker and Sterling, nothing in this match. Yeah. I don't like it, uh, Dave. You got pepped. Um, uh, I, I did Dave, get pepped, I, and in Scott, week one of our eliminator, I lose. <laughs> Dave Who did I, you pick last week that you I said Sterling? Sterling would play. Sterling was coming off of a 10, 8, 6, 14, and a three. <laughs> Here, and listen, surprise, surprise! I've already said it three times. Listen, Sterling doesn't start. It's shockingly not shocking. No, there is no no one in. And I don't care what expert site you look at. I don't care who you listen to. Of course, we would want you to listen to this podcast for whatever reason. Of course. But everyone was on Raheem Sterling. Oh, yeah. Obvious. It couldn't be more obvious. There is no one more obvious in all of FPL than Raheem Sterling. Yeah. I got burned, and I got burned to a crisp. Why Absolutely that, burned to a crisp. Because I made the move to get him. Ah. And I had to make an extra move See, you need to, to get have, him. You need to have principles about Manchester City. Dave, did Pep burn you even more? I made an extra move to get him. And the extra Ooh. move, that, that's, a, that's a political way of saying I took a negative four yeah. to get him. Who did, you, who did you captain this week, Dave? I also captained Sterling. Yeah, that's a, that's a nut punch. And Left and a right. The only thing that saved me 
is that your vice captain my was vice Kieran captain Trippier. was Kieran Trippier, who yeah. has hooked me up multiple weeks in a row. Yeah, here, you, so. uh, you're riding the, uh, the luck, Kieran lucky Trippier. train right now. Yeah. Ah, lucky or smart, Brian had the smartest thing. I, I, I should have done well, it. Listen, we all know how much I'm willing to listen to myself. <laughs> It's not slim to none. I I will say whatever. At least I changed my mind before I set my lineup. I'll say all kinds of things. But one of the things I thought was, you know what? This is as good of a chance as you're ever going to get to give a captain to Andy Robertson. Yes. And I just thought, you know what? All these other options, I I I was not convinced about about Eden Hazard even last week on the podcast. I was right. I mean, it it's Head says yes. He's hot. He there's you know you're all the brain you can throw at it says this. The, there's no better guy right now in form than Eden Hazard. But there was still something about it where I was looking at my options. I was like, you know what? If I can make the move to go from Mane to Raheem Sterling, I will do it because one Sadio Mane was making. I, he was dropping like a he was dropping like a rock. In his value, and it was it was a yes. doubt that he was going to play. It was like bet no, no, it was no way he was fifty fifty to play. And so I was like, if I can get to Sterling, I will get to Sterling. And and, and I did the same thing mainly because did I want Sterling? Yes, because of his hotness, uh, scoring wise, not his looks. Okay. Obviously, I just wanted to clear that <laughs> up. I was about, a, I was he's about, an okay see, looking guy. This is why we're good because he knew I was about to ask. I knew that. But my, my point being... Raheem what, Sterling's a fine-looking young Scott, man. Scott, what, what is my goal this year? What, I, I right now, you're trying to get to 105 pounds in team December, value. By, the, yeah. by match week 20. Uh-huh. Okay. Game week, match week. What exactly are we using? Uh, we're using game week. Game week. Yeah. Game week 20. I'm getting... I'm, I'm on my way there. But Mane... I did have Mane, Brian, and he was yeah. dropping like a rock. And then Sterling was about to go up in value. And so I took the opportunity to do that. And and surely that... I What I was trying to do was just avoid a drop in loss of value. Yeah. Currently, just to update everyone, not that anyone else cares but me, I am truly... I'm at a 103.9. So hopefully by good. next week, we'll increase that. Continue our way up to a 105. But bottom line is this. Sterling bit me. I got pepped. You did. I got pepped. You because got pep- you got pepped. You got pepped double. Yeah, you did. And I need you to keep your mouth shut now because you did. Brian, it's time to uh, pick mm. for game week 10. City yes. Eliminator. Who do you, I'm still who do you alive. <laughs> still alive. Now you picked Laporte hey, last week. First of all, I'm not. I'm at 103.8 in team value. That's good. And, and I would just like to say in a segment I like to call... I'm not sure that team value matters one iota. <laughs> uh, I my team value is one oh three point eight. Do you hear me, people? I'm saying my team value is at one oh three point eight. Yeah, sure. And I cannot be dropping in in overall rank and in just about every aspect of my game more than I am right now. Brian, I cannot make it right. This is this is you're playing for the second half of the season. When you're playing Look, the team value game, I'm I, listen. I am not picking players that are outlandish. I am not going way. I'm not even picking my own differentials. <laughs> the players who the players who are actually doing the job. Right. I'm not even picking them. Sure, why do that? I am picking regular folks, sure. and it is just killing me. Right. <laughs> um, back to the Liverpool. Maybe you or back should to the, be picking the, your differentials. I should back to the Manchester City Eliminator Challenge. Yes, you picked Laporte. Who is it this week, Brian? So this week, Manchester City plays the one of their bigger matches here in the next few weeks at Tottenham. At Tottenham. I am going to throw every single ounce of my ability and selection and uh-huh. my my choice here towards Raheem Sterling. I was going to pick him. I am just going, to spite Dave. Absolutely, there is zero <laughs> chance that he sits twice in a row. Screw both zero. of you. Zero. <sighs> well, yeah, I agree. There's zero percent chance he's starting. I know starting I, sitting. sitting sitting okay sitting, yeah, yeah. sitting sitting. If if I was to guess, but I don't have a legal guess, Scott, I would probably no no you're not allowed no 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 Get Scott I just want to throw something out there <laughs> so you might want to select it all right just in case you're having struggles Ederson you can't pick him that's not fair 
Sure, I can. He's a goal. I mean, I guess everyone could technically pick if him. If you once. want to waste an obvious choice early on in the, in the Manchester City He's right. Eliminator Challenge, He's right. please, yeah. by all means, you, you choose need to, Ederson. You need to strategically pick Ederson, and you can pick first next week. Oh. Uh, I, if it was me, I'd probably go with John Stones. Uh, pass. That's John Stones. That's John Stones. Yeah, that's as, that's almost as good as Vincent Company. Who saw that yeah, one coming? You might as well pick Company. I mean, I, I'm tempted to do the opposite of what you did, but for the same reason, and go with Kyle Walker. Oh, oh, that's a good call. Well, if he's sure. hurt, depending on how hurt he is, because he that was why he was out this time. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, if. You well, know what? No, no, I got it. Since since it's it. since he has since he has a bit of time to recover, the question about his fitness. So, I mean, that's the only reason why I would hesitate on him. But I'm not going to tell you what to do. You want to pick Kyle Walker? Go ahead. No, fine. No, no. You you talked me out of it. Uh, I'm going to go. Man, this is hard. This is really hard. This game is not easy. It's only week two. <laughs> at least I feel you, like at least I you feel get like to look, it's, <laughs> at least you get to guess. All right, I'm going to go with my gut, which is. Fernandinho. Well, look, oh, we look okay. uh, in a in, in, not that we need a whole bunch of segments in this, but in a segment we like to call. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about owning owning Fernandinho. Uh, For, hey, Fernandinho has played every game this year, right? By the way, how did it happen that it took us so long to do a segment in a segment? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure we've done it. Back, I don't know. Back to we you, are Brian. we the, look the inceptionization of our <laughs> podcast was bound to happen at some point. Look, the numbers, the amount of money, 5.4 as a midfielder is already, I mean, you're you're in the bottom of the barrel at 5.4. 4. 4.4% owned, so what? I hope you like twos and threes if you're going to choose to buy Fernandinho. So why are we talking about him? Well, and you're then just picking I hope, for Eliminator. We're then, not actually and then I hope you him. No, we're doing this as a segment. And then I, and then I hope you also <laughs> like an occasional one. And then I hope you like a rare six. And then an even more ultra rare 14. Uh, I hope you also like an occasional yellow card. Look, he's played occasional? 90. Look, he's well occasional. Hey, listen, he only had seven total last season. He's his his behavior has been good. He only has one so far in nine matches. He's on huh. pace to break his own. His reputation precedes him then. Yes, it definitely does. Yeah. But one yellow card so far this season. You know what I think that is? Manchester City's really good, and he doesn't have to be a bad boy to exist. Either that, or he's mastered the dark arts from the school of Sergio Ramos. That's very well could be mm, also that. Touche. Look, he's played 90 minutes in every match but one. Last season, he had 120 fantasy points, five goals and four assists. So, And he played 2,800 minutes. So over 38 matches, that's a very respectable average of 75 minutes a match. But he only played 34 matches last season. So he actually averaged about 85 minutes a match. So in the matches that he played, I mean, he's obviously important to them. Dave, you want to do the math really quick on what a 5.4-pound player is in points per pound if they score 120 points? Yeah, that is about a 5.2... Fifty points per month. Is twenty two sound right? No, I don't know. It's like twenty two. Yes, it's yes, like, it does. It's like oh, 20, that was so painful. It's like, <laughs> look, good math try. Yeah, sure. It's like twenty two points per pound, which is outstanding. <laughs> which is outstanding this value. Guy can't breathe. This guy can't breathe. Well, listen. You gave him points per pound less than his price. <laughs> Scott's right. Scott is exactly right. You basically just repeated the amount of money that I told you that it was. That's not good value for for those that are doing the math at home. 22 points per pound is excellent value points per pound. Because that puts him up. I think that was about what Mares was last season. No, I I see your point. It depends on what point in the season. Because the the points per pound, obviously, the more points they score, changes throughout the year. If he he scores four more goals and ends with four assists on top of what he's got right now, like you'd be thrilled to sure. have Fernandinho as you. All right, let's but stop this talking is about like, Fernandinho. Yeah, I'm just saying this is, this is five point four. I'm just saying this is like. Yeah, we've I, talked right. about. Look, we've talked Fernandinho about Fernandinho. Just got more run than he ever should have got. We've talked right, about. Here's, here's we've my talked question. about Hoybier. We've talked about all these other people. Will Hughes or Fernandinho? That's exactly it. He's only point four more than Will Hughes. 
So which one do you want? Will Hughes. All right. <laughs> hey, can we give Ederson some love? Yeah. Can we give Ederson some love? The guy who's now the number one goalkeeper? Because all the other guys who were lucking and getting getting penalty staves and all these other weird clean sheets have finally fallen by the wayside because they're all crap. Like Hennessy, Patricio, and all these other guys. But the real steal, the real guy, Ederson, is just crushing it now as the number one. I mean, when are we going to discuss that? Is that worth discussing? I guess discuss it now because Allison, at Tottenham, it probably won't Allison matter. is right there. What? Like Tottenham's been some offensive juggernaut for the yeah, past few weeks? That's valid. Listen. So, look, Ederson and Allison, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, is absolutely the, worth the whole pound more. You're going to have to pay for them with both of their schedules moving forward, although City's schedule is not nearly as good as Liverpool. Nope. My free transfer this past weekend was Allison. Great, and, I plan, and, that's, and that's fantastic. Yep. And I, I plan to keep I'm him going to for consider, a while. If, if I, I haven't looked at my team this week. If I get to the point, I might actually switch to Allison from Ederson. I do not disagree with you. I'm just very surprised, Dave, that for somebody who's always looking for budget guy, I know that you are not. You know that, what? that you are willing to spend the extra dollar on a well, goalkeeper Brian, and you, not and not. Now, Brian, you know as well as anyone uh -huh. that there are certain things in life that are worth the extra money. Yes. Oh, yes. You spend definitely. the money for the real Oreo cookies, not the generic ones. Right. Preach. Right. Yes, that's true. And uh, you do the same thing with your goalkeeper. Spend a little more, enjoy the returns as they come through throughout the season. Yes, and I'm thinking... Ederson um, is the Oreo cookie of FPL. I, and, and I would say yes, especially considering, uh, for whatever reason, the people who are out there who continue to own David De Gea. Hmm. What who, in the world? Who which, does that? which is a significant number of people. David De Gea owned by 17.9% That is impossible. of, of FPL that managers. That's 17% of people who aren't playing anymore. Oh no, I think it's 17.9% bots. I think that that that, that <laughs> fantasy Premier League needs to jack their numbers up to show that there's millions and millions of people playing. I think 17.9% of fantasy Premier League players are actually bots. I don't think it's actual human beings managing a team because there is no way one clean sheet for Manchester United this season. There is no way at week nine and one clean sheet that you are still owning David De Gea if you are paying attention. Agreed. So no, I, I'm looking at the 17.9% of people who own David De Gea. What in the world are you doing? You can you can find a way to make a transfer and make a tenth to get Ederson and to make two tenths to get Allison. That is a crazy amount yeah. of people. I'm the, just, for the, me, the extra dollar is difficult. Does this scare anyone? Uh, cities, cities, upcoming schedule at Spurs, home to Southampton, home to United at West Ham. Does that concern with the next two out of three games being Spurs and United concern you with any city player that you have? No. I mean, if you have him, you ride him out. He is fixture proof if he's sure. your number one keeper. Sure. Brian, you're only allowed to say one word about Burnley in this podcast. Are you ready? No, listen. I one wanna, word. I, I want to say some other things about Manchester City. Oh, okay. First of all. Well, you didn't put that stipulation out there, Scott. I guess I did. Kudos, kudos to David Silva in my in my kudos segment. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't give out kudos. Wow. Do they Continuing make... play when Jack Cork may or may not have Cobra Kai'd Leroy Sané in the box. <laughs> because... He kept playing when everyone in Manchester City was looking. Are you for, talking about well, that second goal? So I'm I don't talking get about. This. I'm talking about Bernardo Silva's goal when Is, David Silva continued playing. Yeah, was everyone the ball, was the ball out of play. Yes, it was. It was definitely out of play. The well, ball did not stay in play. There was a clear green line between ball and end line. It was incorrectly called. But again, that's on. David Silva, if I'm going to be consistent here and I'm going to say good on uh, Anthony Martial for continuing play while Marcus Alonso is laying dead on the ground, then good on David Silva for, for one, continuing to play and keep trying to keep the ball in play and playing it to, to Bilva to throw the ball into the net. What happened? Why was all of Burnley's defenders upset with the ref when the penalty wasn't called? 
They were acting like they wanted it well, to be called. because after that, the ball went out of play. Mm-hmm. The ball and did I go. Be, that definitely went but, out of play. But no, no, no. Stop. The Burnley defenders stopped during, right after the call wasn't made. Yeah. Burnley defenders stop. City keeps playing. The ball does go out of bounds, but no one really is paying attention because no one's actually looking at it. Everyone's wondering, what the hell is Burnley complaining about? They didn't get a penalty called on them. The only, and then City keeps playing and they score. Well, I, there's I only just, there's only a few things it could be, Dave. It's it's either they think Sané flopped, okay, or they are they were all uh, flashy things like Men in Men in Black. Oh, see, I didn't think. And they had that. absolutely no. They had a moment of just complete <laughs> lack of comprehension about where what was going on in the world, and they just all completely stopped. Everyone who's listening to this has probably heard my Scott Shot segment by now. Yes. And this play is entirely what I had in mind for this week's yeah. segment, talking about Premier League refereeing. Yeah, a couple of missed calls in a matter of seconds. Not super happy with how that turned out. It just—it's bad optics. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. It's bad optics. It's not like City needs the help. It gave Sean Dyche the ability to complain, which he's been a complainer this year. I mean, I'm all f- like, yeah, I've well, been he, on his yeah, side. Yeah, gripey about calls. Yeah, not going their way. Yeah, correct. Definitely. And I've agreed with him on a lot of those things, but but you know. I mean, he is starting to be a bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's your one word on Burnley, Brian. Is Johan Berg Goodmanson still a good differential? Yes. Despite his, what, two points here? Even even in this match, he was the one guy. I mean, Sam Vokes put a, put a free kick. No, bare- let's be clear. Burnley had no guys in this match. No, they had no shots on target. Ederson made zero saves, but the one sh- <laughs> the one good chance they had was on a Johan Berg Goodmanson free kick that Sam Vokes put barely over the bar. So, yes, Manchester City is so good. There is nothing if you get anything from any player playing against Manchester City, I think you feel good yeah. in that matchup. So they're so good that even though they're level on points with Liverpool, they are ten goals ahead. Yeah, I mean, look, Burnley plays Chelsea next, so I'm not I'm not thoroughly convinced by Chelsea's defense. I I feel like I'm not saying that that Burnley can win at Turf Moor against Chelsea, but I mean, the defense is definitely susceptible. I feel pretty good about Marcus Alonso in my lineup. No, and I'm, I'm going to play Marcus Alonso next week, and I'm not buying Goodmanson next week. But no, yeah, I think he's absolutely a good a good differential. And then they play at West Ham and at Leicester. And after that, I mean, those, those kinds of matches, those are the ones you want Burnley players in. Listen, first of all, Raheem Sterling, the only reason why he's getting benched is because they've got, at, once they play Tottenham, they play five matches in two weeks. So they have five matches in 14 days, starting with the Spurs match. So this is this is rotation. Second, look at that minute management for Sergio Aguero. Yep. 65 minutes on the nose for yep. three straight weeks. Yep. Aguero should have had two here. He caught the Sterling uh, missed sitter bug when he kicked it over right. the bar from like from inches away. Pep, Pep will continue to manage his minutes. Yeah. Which will probably keep him... I, look, 65 minutes of Sergio Aguero is... It's good. Is plenty. Sure, it's I mean, good. you want... The, if, if you, I think you want that. You want 65 to 75 minutes of Sergio Aguero, and you want 25 to, to 35 minutes of... of Gabriel, Gabriel Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. I think I think you're... I think if you're a City fan, you're completely content with that. Kevin DeBrana, welcome back. Huge standing ovation when he came on. He came on for for Bernardo Silva at fifty eight minutes. This muddies, is, muddies the waters. This is what affects rotation. So we've so I think up to this point we've expected DeBrowna to be back. The the original report was for the Manchester Derby. So that's weeks away. That's still three. That's still three matches away. Yeah. So he's back sooner Premier than League. Premier League matches. Premier League matches. He's back sooner than the original projections. Bernardo Silva, David Silva on watch. So those are the guys right now. Bernardo. Bernardo Silva. I don't know one. how that I don't know how that rotation is gonna work. I don't know. I think Bernardo Silva sits. I mean, if it's for this, like you remember you Pep said Bernardo Silva and ten other guys. Look, that's why I'm saying I want to see it. And even after like Do you if, trust him? 
DeBron has been the is untouchable. He's the untouchable guy in the roster. That's right. He's been the one guy. He's so, the Lovren of the roster. What I'm That's saying right. is like the, I, the, now we'll see. In the next few weeks, we should get a clearer picture. I mean, at least for the way that usage is going to be. So they have a lot of matches coming up. I'm really interested to see how it works. Last thing, this match is why I want Benjamin Mendy. This is the match. I want Mendy. I don't want Laporte. I don't want company. I don't want Stones. I don't want Walker. I don't want any of those guys. I want Benjamin Mendy, and this is exactly why. What is the English boxing schedule for the next three weeks? That's what I want to know. Before oh, I, I just want. I just want. Oh, if Mendy's healthy, I, it it kills me that I cannot find a way. I had him overrated, man. No, he's not. He's obviously not. He's he hasn't obviously had less not. than four points he's in obviously a match not. that he's but played this Do you this remember season? last week when I talk about the psychological torture that can be FBI yes, sometimes? Yes, definitely. Yeah. My city principles, there's no no <laughs> chance. If they weren't playing Spurs next week, you, you'd already I would him. already have him. And even with Spurs next week, I almost don't care. And don't forget that Manchester Derby, Mourinho will find a way to at least hold them to two goals. Or less. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's probably see, fair. That's a win. He does not want Yes, Drew, he does not want to lose embarrassingly, and he can add it to his resume. You're that's exactly right. right. Huddersfield nil, Liverpool one. Not much to see here except a uh, Mo Salah toe poke. You know, wait a second. Listen, first of all, how many goals has Liverpool scored in all competitions here recently? It seems like one a week. It I can't. Doesn't, I can't really answer that. It doesn't seem like many, is what I'm saying. Mm. Do, are you concerned about Liverpool offense right so now? Before you answer mm-hmm. that, my first note is this: Pool grinded, but seemed to be missing magic and mojo. Mm. What are your thoughts about both of those questions? I think these are the matches that you find a way to win when you're chasing after a title. I agree, and I'm okay with that. But I feel like. Liverpool is missing something that they had last year. Yeah, it's, it's somebody with a it's somebody with a broken thumb. No, that's not it. Who could it be? It's, it's more than that. It's it's more than no, one person. This club is more than any one person. I think they've proven that. But I am not concerned. I'm not concerned. The results are there, and uh, you know what? the The goals might be a little bit down. That's that's a fact. But the the press is down a little bit too. So, and I'm okay with that because they are playing a full season here. The upgrade of Allison and Virgil van Dyke has kept them afloat in their lack of goals. That right? is the difference this year to it last is, year, right? Absolutely true. And and the offense is going to have its its yeah. day. Uh, you know, who knows exactly when. I mean, Arsenal is coming up in 2 weeks. That's always a 4-3 no matter you know, oh man, who, someone what someone a, wins four three day. in that fixture. What it's going to be a that's fun fixture. Be, yeah, I mean, I have no doubt that it'll be another four three coming up in a couple of weeks. But it's one of those things where it'll find it'll find its own. Liverpool, even City last year in their historic season, had some matches where they squeaked out some one nil wins. No, yeah. no, no. What or, you're saying or two is or two ones. Yeah, you're right. You're, I there's no way I would disagree with that. I think you're exactly and right. And also, to be fair, we know like the. The statistics are well known about Liverpool and you know and Klopp and, and the the record against the lower the lower level teams. You know that that for whatever reason, if they're you know, I don't know that there's a struggle here. I don't think you would say that they struggled against Huddersfield. You know they, but it's not like they dominated in in the sense that Huddersfield a outshot them. B, Huddersfield tried to play Liverpool's game. Liverpool barely beat them in possession. So I think yeah. you look at the basic statistics that's, of this that's and then a you weird stat. and then you see the final score and you're like what the heck? Liverpool put 6 on Huddersfield last season and conceded 0. So, Huddersfield one shot on target, 13 shots. Liverpool two shots on target, 11 shots. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, look look, it's an economical way of playing but again, they're not that's going political. It's I, fact. The stats now, that Brian and you just quoted prove that out. It's they just, did what it took to win. They don't need to do more than that. But I, they had the guys to go win it, even with their subs. I'd much rather they conserve where they can and have more in the tank in game week 21 and 38 than I would that they go all out at Huddersfield in game week 9. Fair enough. Let's move on to, to more important things. 
the Liverpool offense mm-hmm. has been struggling of late. Okay. Therefore, in my opinion, focusing on what I would want to focus on is actually Liverpool's defense, which I really like going forward over the next mm-hmm. four weeks. Hey, Dave, who played in that back four for Liverpool this past weekend? Andy Robertson. Did, did Trent Alexander-Arnold play? Oh, boy. Joe Gomez, ah. Virgil van Dijk, uh-huh. and Dejan Lovren. All right. I believe, as I always like when our pod gets things right, mm-hmm. we said last week, if yep. there's a way, I think you and I collectively said this. Sure. That Joe Gomez seems to be yep. ahead of Trent Alexander-Arnold in the pecking order of the, in the Liverpool defense, mm-hmm. seeing that Dejan Lovren comes directly in and starts against Huddersfield. And he now seems to be a staple in the in the back four. Dejan Lovren, in my opinion, is a 4.9. And if you don't own Andy Robertson, is the easiest way into the Liverpool defense with an upcoming schedule of... Cardiff... At Arsenal and Fulham. You don't like the Arsenal matchup, but, man, after uh. that. And, look, you might. <laughs> you might. It did, look, the Arsenal team that showed up today, as we're recording on Monday night, that showed up against Leicester. Sure I don't, you don't want anything to do with any team that's playing at the Emirates right now. Right. Anybody. Right. Not anyone. <laughs> you don't want any Arsenal players No, what I'm saying is Arsenal at home is, is a different, is for is whatever a reason, animal. a different animal. Yeah. And the hot streak they're on right now, playing at home. I don't care if it's Liverpool. I don't care if it's the Monstars from Space Jam <laughs> in a basketball game. <laughs> I want Arsenal. <laughs> the Monstars. That's amazing. Hey, free Shakiri. Hey, Dave, you stole my line. Free Shakiri. You, you freaking looked at my notes. I didn't. I yes, have you did. No, I have it in my notes. We're selling free Shakiri T-shirts. <laughs> On the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast store for our T-shirts. Yes. Put him in. I or, agree. Or loan him so he can play. Free him. I want Shakiri playing for a team where he's going to be on the pitch. As many games as Liverpool has. Free Shakiri. <laughs> is that too far? Yes. This is Way where I, too far. This is where I insert the footnote that says that we don't yet have a Fantasy Soccer FC store, although I wish... <laughs> That we did. Well, someone get on that. Hey, let me, uh, let me insert. So you made your point about Shakiri, especially you, Dave. Let me give a Salah versus Mane update for a minute. Okay. Because with Mane's injury and Salah's goal, Mo Salah now has scored more total points this season than Sadio Mane. Yeah, I don't okay. think either one are a good own at the moment. If I was to own one and wanted to spend the extra money, which I've sort of done with Kane and I'm about to sell him probably, mm. based on the Sala principle. So I, I've owned Kane the last few weeks, yeah. but because of my Sala principle, like it's just so much money to spend there. When you have guys like Aubameyang, Lacazette, you know, and others. Come on, that's not a gunner segment. Stay <laughs> on Liverpool. He named two So gunners. anyways, but you, you understand my point. I feel yeah. like I'm being a hypocrite owning Kane. Yeah, that's true. But man, it just hasn't happened. I'm about to sell him. So okay. uh, Salah, though, is interesting, especially coming up with their schedule. And he's somewhat healthy. He just doesn't have it that he had last year. Right now, Salah, through through a quarter a quarter of the way through the season, has four goals and two assists. If he keeps on that pace, sixteen goals for uh, you know eight assists, you will be uh, you will be disappointed with his product. If you didn't get to twenty goals, you'll you'll probably be upset, right? Or disappointed. Fantasy wise, you would be because you've spent but as a, a Liverpool because, fan. Only I'm because Scott, I'm saying because you've spent a fantasy primarily because this is a fantasy podcast. I don't it know is. if people know that. That's fair. This is a fantasy <laughs> podcast. Sure. I think you'd be disappointed if you kept him even now, having dropped a couple tenths. That you would be disappointed with. A, a half of the output that he had last season because that means you've gotten half of the output for a lot all, more like price 60 percent more easy value yes i agree anyway uh hey we have a new leader in shots on target for the season it is mohammed salah of the liverpool football club just to keep you updated he is not is dipping it's shocking listen he's not dipping in his statistics I think it does speak a little bit more, David, to what you're saying about his it factor. It's just season. not there? I mean... He's got four goals in nine it's games. It's kind of there. 
it's the issue of expected goals. It's expected assists. It's what you expect of him to do. It's higher than what he's actually getting in real output. So yeah. he's still missing a ton. He's still doing exactly what he had done kind of last season. It's just they're going and and he's still on pace. I still comparative to last season. I still don't think he's a good own because of his price. Okay. Hey, Andy Robertson. Listen, I'm not going to ever change off of Andy Robertson. I agree. I don't care what dollar die. anybody is. Ride Andy or- Robertson is the man. And and this is a look. Andy Robertson we've said this before. This was the whole point in this preseason, it's the whole point during the midseason and any point this season that you want to go back and find us talking about this. Virgil van Dyke tied Andy Robertson in bonus points this week. Lovren finishes with three consecutive weeks of three bonus points for Lovren. He is the greatest center back in the world. <laughs> 4.9 pounds. Uh, what I'm own. saying is you're not, you're, there is no drop off. Who's the most, Dave, Scott, who is the most purchased Liverpool defender going into this coming match week? This is a trivia question for the both of you. Liverpool defenders are highly sought-after products going into this coming match week against a crap team. Who is the highest transferred in Liverpool defender so far this match week? It should be Lovren, but I feel like that's not the answer. Scott? I think it's Andy Robertson. Dave? I already said I. Th- it should be Lovren. But it I- is Andy Robertson. Andy Robertson is the sixth most transferred in of all players in the in fantasy Premier League so far this week. Look, he's second. The overall. next closest is Gomez, and he is way down there. So I'm surprised the same way you are. Do you realize that Virgil Van Dyke has transferred in more? Than Lovren, so far. What are people doing? I don't understand that. That is one I don't understand. You want to have a segment called "I don't understand"? This is this is a segment (laughs) that I like to call "I don't understand." I do. I'll tell you exactly what it is. When you look at who to transfer in, if you're sorting by total points, Virgil is much higher than Lovren. You got to search to find Lovren, and that's that's what it is. Scott. Stave, dot, <laughs> Dave, Scott. Yes, that's lazy. Do you that do you disagree lazy. with me that most people that's play that way? No, I understand. Have you ever gotten I, yes, caught in the total point trap? I have. I know you all have. There's yeah. no way you haven't, because most people don't listen to people like us to figure out who they should actually transfer in. We research. Most people go to the app or they go to the website, they search by points, and they get to Virgil. The thing is, the if you have eyes, <laughs> you can see that Lovren is a dollar less. But you've I, like, I go get to with like total points. I know. I get with total three points. to get to him for whatever reason. Hey, how many? Hey, can I have a legitimate question for you, Brian? When's the last time you searched something on Google and went to page three of the results? Hmm. Uh, it usually doesn't take me that long to find something that I'm looking for. Yeah, exactly my point. Lovren's yeah. on page three. Well, look, for whatever reason, about 1,500 people have decided that they wanted Virgil van Dyke more than they wanted Lovren. 15,761, according to the number I'm looking at, have purchased Virgil van Dyke this season, or this week so far. Lovren's at 14,390. So I don't understand that. I think that's silly. I think if you're going to spend 5.9 to get Virgil van Dyke, you can find 0.5 to be able to get to the 6.4 that it costs to get Andy Robertson now. Agree. I, I hope. I hope. I feel like that's not a ton of money at this point in the season. Anyway. I agree 100%. Look, I, I want to reference this. Liverpool's upcoming schedule. Home to Cardiff at Arsenal. Home to Fulham at Watford. Home to Everton. Give me some Liverpool defense and or keeper. I agree. How about just and keeper? That's what I'm doing. Can I ask one other question? Yes. Hey, Roberto Firmino. Yeah. Are you done with Roberto Firmino? 
I know. Listen, I get the principle of hold on to him the entire season, and you're going to get the return, whatever. Like all of the stuff, he's going to get the points eventually, but he doesn't start here. I, I, they have to consider rotation a little bit, and he's important. And so, I mean, it just kind of sucks. This it's is one of those matchups. You're not counting on one nil against Huddersfield. You want three nil against Huddersfield. You and are I think, a, you are Firmino owner. Yeah. What say you? I think it depends on the quality of your squad. The thing is, is that his matchups are are going to be good enough for quite some time. To where, let me just let me just give you a little bit of a clue into what I do on the whole. What I like to do is I like to pick my team first and see what my team looks like based on matchups and and formation and all of that. And I use that to inform myself about where I should use my free transfer in that week. Is there like there might be a guy where I can go, you know, you know, there might be a recommend we might we talked about Matt Doherty, for instance. Like, right. sure, it would have made sense for me to go from Bertrand to Doherty, but when I looked at my lineup and the matchups, it actually made more sense for me to shore up my goalkeeper position for this week, knowing that I was going to do much better this week and for the foreseeable future with Allison compared to Hennessy or McCarthy. Right, definitely. So it just depends on the matchups. And if you set up your lineup that way, Firmino's always going to be in your lineup based on fixtures. But you haven't got any returns in over four match weeks. False. Five match weeks ago, he put in nine. But your point is valid. I said false. I said over five, over over four four match weeks. Yeah. Which would mean the fifth match week. That's the last time he had a return was against Tottenham. Anyways, none of that matters. Look, what I'm saying is, we were both saying the same thing. What you don't want is, you don't really want 71 minutes against Manchester City. You definitely don't want a sub on and 13 minutes at Huddersfield. No, he was if you're a Firmino owner. I I chose not to captain Hazard and I went to Firmino instead. Yeah, yeah, it was painful. So you definitely don't want that. So like yet again, you have another. This is I feel like it's going to be perpetual for them as long as Vardy stays in the league. It's going to be Vardy or Firmino because they're in the same price range. Yeah, I'm guessing if you had purchased Lacazette a while ago, you had the exact same price, and now they're starting to the gap is growing. Point four from Lacazette or from Firmino to Lacazette. Would you you'd make that transfer still right? For sure. Uh, go for Firmino to Lacazette. Right now, I own both. Okay. I, I would be tempted to go from, from Firmino to Lacazette. If you had just Firmino. Yeah, it, it would be hard for me to do that knowing that they're going to play each other in a couple weeks. Okay. No, I, I look, I mean, I'm not I'm not down on Firmino. I, I, and, and good on this Liverpool. This is where your patience is truly tested, live right? On, good on Liverpool to, to spare him. that he doesn't. They don't need him in a Huddersfield game. That's exactly what you're saying. I'm just, I, it's, I just get the frustration. If you're a Firmino yep. owner, we said this is how this, it's going to be. Like, Absolutely. Sucks. But you know what? He, he <clears throat> might do another nine. He might do another nine in the next game week. And then suddenly it's not so bad. And by the way, I mean, it's, it's not been great, but he's averaging four points a match. There's worse right. options out there. So stay patient. That's it for side a on uh, this week's cassette. Dave. Side a is over. And side B is loaded. We are going to start in the beginning with some stats that I threw together with my fantastic complex math. I cannot wait to share those with you. That's because Arsenal will be up. Tottenham will be up. We're going to talk about what happened to Wolves Mm -hmm. and much more. Hey, for the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.